Good morning, family. Welcome to Declare Victory. Happy, thankful Thursday. It's your girl Rochelle this morning. Sound of the alarm. Good morning. Good morning. It's sunshine. Good morning, sunshine. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Can I put in a prayer request? I'm I'm having to go to the doctor today for my for my left leg to see how um how they can take a look at it and see why it's hurting me. All right. We'll add you to the prayer list, and we'll agree with you that all is well. That Jesus is the supreme healer. Yes, and he does what he do. Amen. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call and would like to say good morning? Good morning. It's Sister Tracy. Happy Thursday, everyone. Happy Thursday, sweetheart. Happy thankful Thursday. I know. I'm grateful. I just have a quick prayer request. I'm just again to lift up the James family. I got the phone call yesterday at five o'clock that my aunt has transitioned. Um, She went home to be with the Lord. She had a relationship with God. So I'm grateful about that. And I'm not sad uh, because she did have a relationship with God. So thank you guys for your prayers. Yes, ma'am. To God be the glory. She is in the hands of the Lord, and we thank God that she knew him. Yes. Happy Thursday, you all. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Rochelle. Who would like to say good morning? Good morning, Lady Michelle. Good morning, Mother Geraldine. Happy Thursday. How are you, darling? I am blessed, thanking the Lord that I can give him praise out of my own mouth that a rock don't have to cry out for me. Yes. Yes. Something great is on the horizon. God bless you. Yes, I receive it. And for you as well, we agree with that. Yes, I have to bring it down to a two because, you know, you're so mellow. I love you. God bless. God bless you as well. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Rochelle. Who's joined the call this morning? Good morning, Rochelle. This is JC. How are you? I'm well, JC. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. Thank you. You enjoy a blessed day. You too. Have a blessed day as well. You, your daughter, Smokey, and the rest of the family. I appreciate you and you and yours as well. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. This is Leomia. Good morning, Mother. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for asking. And even if I'm not, to God be the glory, I'm manifesting that. Today will be a good day. All right. All right. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yes. Okay. You have a blessed day you. as well. I love you Thanks. more. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> good morning, family. Welcome to the Clear Victory. Who's on the call this morning would like to say good morning. Good morning, Rochelle. It's me, Mary. Hi, me, Mary. Good morning. 
Good morning, Rochelle. Good morning. It's Gloria. Good morning, Gloria. Happy Thursday. I love you, sis. Love you, too. It's DD2. Love both of y'all. Love the call. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, DD. I love you. I love everybody, but some of these sisters, I just kind of love them because they take me as I am. Anyway, good morning, y'all. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Rochelle, your greeter. Who would like to say good morning? Who wants to give God the praise that is due unto him? For he is great and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Michelle. Yes, ma'am. I don't know. I got on the late. Did, did we put a praise up for the foster family? Yeah, for Didi and the okay. foster family. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank uh, you. Didi, what's, what's her relationship to the foster family? Who's related? Dion? Uh huh. Family. You know, everybody's cousins. Um, I no, never had the foster His mom and my mom are sisters. He's in yeah. the lit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yes, okay. I'm saying that's what I that's the part I missed. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, he's he's my cousin. His dad is my first cousin, but we were raised as brother and sister, so that's why he mm-hmm. called me up. Yep. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Yep. But I was just saying some relationships are tighter than, you know, like cousins oh, yeah. and really brothers and yeah. sisters. Yeah, I get it. Mhm. Yeah, so we got you, sis, and the foster family. Thank you. Welcome. We love you. I love you guys too, and thank you. Thank you guys. My mindset, sisters. <laughs> Say that one more time. I was saying thank you. I said all my mindset, sisters. Oh yes, 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 yes. Divine, divine relationship. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Michelle, who's joined the call this morning. Would like to give God the glory that is due. Give him our first fruit out of our mouth so we can go and have a great day in him. Who wants to say good morning? Good morning, Rochelle. Good morning, family. This is Prosperous. Good morning, Prosperous. Happy Thursday, hon. Happy Thursday. Right. If there's no one else, we can go ahead and get started. We've got time for one more while I pull up. If you would be so kind to go ahead and place your phones on mute, just a friendly reminder, we take all prayer requests, but in order to uh, just make sure that they're clear, precise, specific, that we get names spelled right and uh, present um, target prayers. We're asking that you, you know, put your prayer request on the app, which is declarevictory.org or declarevictory.blog, just so we can make sure that we are petitioning God uh, with accuracy. He knows our heart. He knows everything, but he wants to hear us say it. So with that being said, good morning, good morning again. Excuse me. Please place your phones on mute. This is Rochelle, Resistant Restore Rochelle, and I'm your hostess this morning. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. 
8 a.m. Central Standard Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Make sure you continue calling in during the month of September where our monthly theme is entitled Evangelism and Discipleship. Each declare will focus on the care required in loving God as you sit under his teaching along with those who proclaim God's word, announcing the Savior's coming. Make sure you invite a friend so that they can be blessed as well. There is one announcement today. Please join us tonight and every Thursday night for Walk It Out. It's a women's call hosted by Lisa Porter. They are studying the book, the Bait of Satan by John Bevere. The call takes place from 6 to 7 Pacific Standard, 8 to 9 Central Standard, and 9 to 10 Eastern Standard, right here by dialing the same number tonight. They, there are, by the app, they, there is a couple pray, uh, requests. The first one is from Prosperous Pam. She's asking, well, she's actually a praise report. Just a few weeks ago, um, her friend Michael um, has access to the epidural um, and the request that he needs to move forward in his kidney transplant. We thank God for that, that all things will continue to work together. JC had a prayer request, and it's for prayers for her niece, uh, Trinette. T-R-A-N-E-T-T, her uh, son-in-law, who was killed this weekend. We have a couple spoken prayer requests. The first one, we're praying for Didi Dion and the foster family um, of their loss. They had a loss in their family, a sudden loss. We're also um, praying for Susie. She has a procedure for today um, for her left leg. We're believing God with her. And Tracy, um, we're praying for the James family. Her aunt transitioned last night. So we want to keep those prayer requests up. It's also the grieving families, and please continue to pray for um, our children. The order of the call, prayer and corporate praise, will be brought to you by Yolandra. The declaration will be brought to you by Tanya. Then we will go, we will go right into the closing comments hosted by the Declare. I'll repeat the order of the call. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought to you by Yolandra. The declaration will be brought to you by Tanya. The scripture for today is John 14 and 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. Please check your phones and place them on mute as we go to the throne of grace. Have a blessed day, everyone. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. We praise your name. Hallelujah. Oh, God, we come before you right now to the throne, your throne of grace and mercy, power, Lord God, enlightenment, Lord Jesus, direction, Lord God, providence and provision. Lord God, we bow before you. This day, Lord God. First and foremost, God, we thank you. God, we thank you. God, we thank you for our perfect slumber the night before and the protection that you've given us, Lord God. And your touch 
this morning, Jesus, hallelujah, when you woke us up, Lord God, to yet another day. So we praise your name, God. We ask that you would forgive us of anything that we have said, done, thought against you, Lord God, hallelujah, whether it be willing or unwilling, knowing or unknowing, God. Your grace and your mercy, Lord God, covers us, Lord God. Your blood, God, leads for us, God, not only uh, then, but always, Lord God. So we thank you. Oh, God, when I think about your grace and your mercy, Lord God, I am overwhelmed, Lord God. I am taken aback, Lord God. I am in awe, Lord God. And I am amazed. And who you are, Lord God. God, and we are thankful that you love us, Lord God. And no more than that, Lord God, you loved us first, Lord God. Lord Jesus, some of us had to be uh, uh, tormented, and some of us had to go through valleys and climb mountains and, and, and have great despair and desperation before we said, Lord God. I accept you into my life, Lord Jesus. Lord God, I need you and I can do nothing without you. God, we thank you this morning. Hallelujah. God, you have heard the prayer requests, Lord God. Lord God, you've heard the needs, Lord God. God, we grieve, God, with those who grieve, Lord God. Hallelujah. And God, we know that we're not meant to be in this place forever. That our worship, Lord God, and our praise and our work, Lord God, should be to spend our eternity, our forever with you, God. Yes, God, we mourn the passing of our loved ones, Lord God. Life can be so tragic, Lord God. The young man that lost his life, God, be with the family, Lord God. Oh, God, lift them up, Lord God. Oh, Heavenly Father, encourage them, Lord God. Be in the operating room, Lord God, for the epidural, Lord God. Hallelujah. God, do what you do, God. Hallelujah. God, show us your glory. Hallelujah. God, we pray for Dion, the foster family, Lord God. Tracy and the loss of her, her aunt, Lord God. Um, and Susie, Lord God, for her procedure. Lord God, you are the only one, Lord God, that can uh, answer prayers, Lord God. You are the only thing, Lord God, only thing, God, that we need. Your power, your perfection, your faithfulness, God, are our bodyguards. God, we bless your name. Hallelujah. So, God, please be uh, with those who have submitted prayer requests this morning, God. Fill them up, Lord God. Give them courage and strength, Lord God. And I pray, Lord God, to have not omitted not a one, Lord God. But if I have, Lord God, you know everything. So we bless your name this morning. Hallelujah. God, and now that you have given us the gift, Lord God, of salvation, God, we are not to be quiet about it. Hallelujah. God, we are to go out to the ends of the earth, Lord God, and tell people about who you are. God, we are not to be quiet, Lord God. So 
so God, give us the spirit, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. God, give us the mind, Lord God. Help us to uh, walk through any fear, Lord God, any rejection, Lord God. God, your people were rebuked and they were rejected, God, but still, Lord God, their voices were clarion, Lord God. Their voices, God, rang among uh, the people, God, to let people know who rules. Jesus, hallelujah. Jesus, hallelujah. Oh, Holy Spirit, come into this place right now. Lord God, we want everyone to know, God, you are King of kings. Hallelujah. God, you are Lord of lords. Hallelujah. God, you are the triumphant one. God, you are our morning glory. Hallelujah. The Lamb of God. Hallelujah. You reign. You reign. You reign, God. So help us be disciples, Lord God. Help us be epistles, Lord God. Help us to be letters, Lord God, so that people know us, Lord God, and they see us, Lord God, and we represent your love, God. Help us to share the love of others that you so freely uh, share with us, Lord God. God, I am a child of God, Lord Jesus, and I want everybody to know, God, what you've done for me. And I want everybody to know, God, what you've done for us, hallelujah, you will do for them because you are not a respectable person, Lord God. You do not discriminate, Lord God, hallelujah. Your love and your glory and your protection, Lord God, and your salvation is for everyone who will receive it, Lord God. So we are the salt of the earth, God. We bless your name, God. We want to spread the, a word about you, Lord, the good news, the gospel about you, God, while there is breath in our bodies, Lord God. Let the Holy Spirit lead us, Lord God. Let the Holy Spirit speak through us, Lord God, and tell us what today, what to say, Lord God. Let the Holy Spirit urge us to touch that person or give to that person or tell this person about me. Hallelujah. God, we will not be silent. The rocks will not cry out before we declare who you are, what you are, that you've been from the first to the beginning, to the from the alpha to the omega God, you always are, you always were, and you always will be. God, we get it. Hallelujah. We get it, God. And we're grateful, 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 God, that you've chosen us, Lord Jesus, to declare who you are. So I bless your name this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God, when I think about your grace and your mercy, God, and what you've done for me, God, I am overwhelmed, Lord God. God, I am flushed with gratitude, Lord God. So I thank you, God. I thank you, God. I thank you, God. Hallelujah. I bless your name, God. Hallelujah. You are my king, my strong tower, Lord God. Hallelujah.
and it is so, and so it is. Yolanda, can you hear me okay? Any static or, or anything? No, you sound good, sis. Okay, all right. Yeah, I, I said I'm not even going to play this morning. I'm going to just go on and call in from a, a landline. But I thank God for today. I'm excited to be here with you. I'm excited that you made a, a decision to call in this morning and um, to just live, learn a little bit more about evangelism and discipleship, uh, which go hand in hand. I think I think those two are cousins. They are first cousins. Anyway, um, again, thank you for being here. Just as a reminder, go ahead and check your phone. Make sure that you are muted. And I am um, I'm on speaker, so I hope as I put set the phone down so I can move around a little bit more that uh, you can still hear me. If there is an issue, somebody text me and let me know, and I will rectify it. All right, so we are talking about, <clears throat> first of all, it's the middle of September already, and I'm trying to figure out where the days are going. It's like it's September 14, 2023, and it is 6.25 a.m., and I am present and accounted for. Are you? Don't answer that question. I want to do a recap of um, our my heart share from last week, but before I do, I want to thank our illustrious uh, greeter and host this morning, Rochelle, and good old prayer warrior, Yolanda. I love your language. I love to hear it. Um, I, I, I'm just reminded of so many things, Yolanda, when I hear you speak, when I hear you pray, but especially when I hear you use your kingdom language. I love it. Anyway, uh, I want to do a little bit of a recap about um, our heart share yesterday, or not yesterday, last week, last Thursday, um, talked about Jesus, who was a carpenter trained by his earthly father, Joseph. Jesus resigned his carpentry position abruptly at the age of 30. He relocated to Nazareth. Uh, from Nazareth to a little fishing village or a little fishing town called, called called Capernaum to become a fisherman. In other words, a fisher of men. His staple evangelism message was repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Jesus continues to evangelize while building a team simultaneously. Ultimately, he equips the team to multiply um, what he did, not to duplicate, but he equipped them so that they could multiply. And I'm telling you, the numbers grew exponentially. Um, and then thousands of people later, Jesus is now focused, his focus turns to discipleship because these people that have been gathered, that have come from the north, the south, the east, and the west, they need to be discipled. So um, they need to be taught the word. They need to be taught about um, who God is. They knew God as uh, in one form, and now God, now Jesus is coming to teach them about God as Father um, and God's love for them. Discipleship requires you all. Discipleship requires loving kindness and patience which are characteristics of the spirit of the fruit of the spirit but it also requires submission an active prayer life 
and knowledge of the word. Word. Now, you don't have to be a theologian, but there are some basic scriptures that you need to know. And as I'm speaking, the Lord is giving me Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. It says that, um, that it talks about how we are saved by grace. Not because of our works. We don't have to go knock on doors and pass out pamphlets. We don't have to, you know, spend a bunch of money and all this other kind of stuff. We don't. We don't require. We're not required to have a specific uh, educational status or come from a certain pedigree. None of those things matter when it comes down to um, accepting Christ as our as our personal Savior. It's it is a matter of yielding to the call on our lives. What do you mean by that, Tanya? So the Bible declares that no man comes unto me except I draw him. So it's not so much that you we went looking for God. We know there are all kind of scriptures. So I went looking for God. Mm-mm, he drew you to him, and you were found. You didn't find God. You were you were found by him. He knew you were never lost, but you know you know what I'm saying. He drew you to him. And it's because of his loving kindness. It's because of his grace that he made a choice of us. So in other words, that Ephesian scripture talks about we can't work for it. We can't buy it. We can't put it on layaway, layaway. We can't charge it. We can't even steal it. It is a free gift from God that he gives to whom he desires. So, um, so understanding and having basic scriptures, another very basic scripture that you want to have under your belt is First uh, 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 um, John 1 and 9, which says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us, listen to this, from all unrighteousness, all of it. Yep, that too. That's secret stuff that you think nobody knows about. That stuff that you said that you would take to the grave. He knows about all of it, and guess what? He doesn't care. He doesn't care about what you did yesterday. What he cares about is you moving forward. So as a as a person who disciples people, it's important that we familiarize ourselves with scriptures that we can use not to condemn people, but scriptures that we can use to help um, demonstrate that what we're, we're talking about is not just our opinion, it's written in the Word of God. Um, and so, uh, in addition, so I, I want to go back to what I said, sub, uh, uh, discipleship also requires submission and active prayer life. This is not active prayer life. What do you mean, Tanya? Active prayer life is it's something, it's who you are. You pray all the time. Not necessarily 24-7, but a lot, <laughs> right? And and it's not the prayer that when you need something, like you treating God like he your sugar daddy, stop it. No, that's not it at all. We 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 actively engage in a prayer life. Um, that is, we may be, you know, first thing in the morning, God, thank you for waking me up. I appreciate you. What What's my assignment for today, God? Who would you have me talk to today? Um, how 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 am I move how should I move around today so you're actively engaged and then throughout the day um, there is a prayer in your heart uh, thanking God God thank you for blessing me to get to work safely thank you for blessing me to get to this destination safely thank you for covering me um, and when somebody pops up in your mind God bless so and so thank you Lord Jesus for covering them today thank you for meeting every need. Um, and so, and that doesn't require that you're on your knees. You can be, but it doesn't require that. I, I pray often when I'm in my car. I pray, listen, when I'm at the gym, when my hands go up, I don't care nothing about what them people think about me 
me. Uh, I'm on the treadmill or the stair climber or wherever it is. I can't do it when I'm doing free weights, but uh, I am definitely, when I'm on one of those machines, my music is on and I'm focused on what I'm doing as far as getting my bodily exercise. The Bible tells us that uh, bodily exercise profited little, so I'm there to get my little um, so that I can maintain um, this physical man, right? I'm working on this physical man, but my hands will go up, and I'm if I I look around me, <laughs> I, I you know I'll start start speaking kingdom, you know under my breath or whatever. I don't want them calling the people on me. Anyway, um, I'm just saying that. Um, I pray often and throughout the day, not just when I get up in the morning or when I get ready to go to bed. We must be aware that the people, um, the the people that uh, the, of the people that we're working with, that they have far more invested in the relationship that is built than we do. They are submitting to a complete lifestyle change new habits, new friends, beliefs and customs, they're laying aside those weights and they're and we're showing them how to pick up new ones, right? We're showing them how to how to develop their lives, their spiritual characteristics, their spiritual lives and gain new beliefs. Um those those are the things that we're doing as we are discipling as we are discipling people. And and here's the thing, every case is different. More often than not, we are discipling others with our walk. More often than not, we are discipling people with our walk. People are watching us critically while others are watching us out of curiosity. For example, they, they're trying to figure out the boss just gave you the business and you didn't go off. So-and-so sabotaged your, the product or the project that you did you know it, and I know it, um, but you're not, I'm, I, they're amazed at, at how you're handling it. You're not going, you're not being um, retaliatory. We, you are not, like you're handling it with so great, so much grace, and it's, they're amazed by that. And, and you all, we, we, so many different situations happen out in the marketplace, right, where we, we, are, we are being set up to be a witness to others, evangelize, uh, and and God may then have you disciple that person as well. It doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes people are evangelized by one person, but then they're discipled by another. Other times, um, as I said, it is the same person that's doing the evangelizing is doing the discipling. It, it doesn't. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. What is important is that we're effective in whatever area and whatever capacity that God has given us. Um, so one of the ways, or one of the techniques that that I use when I'm discipling is that. And and a, one other thing before I move into that, the discipleship may not be something that happens until the person matures. Um, spiritually, it may be that you start the process, and then the person who you're discipling is handed off. It and again, it doesn't really matter. What what matters is God's will, and that we're following His lead. Let me give you an example, and th- then I'll move into some of my techniques. Um, 
there are when I when it comes down to uh, men that I evangelize, generally speaking, I want to hand that man off to another man so that there is no misunderstanding about um me and uh uh giving any thoughts to the possibility that I have interest in them um physically um that I that I want to develop a relationship with them outside of Christ. I'm 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 going to be very professional about it. Um and and if there is no person that I can refer them to, I'm referring them right here um to to declare victory, you know. Um but there's but but I'm, but that is that that is me being safe because I don't want to get in the way of of anybody. I don't want to get in the way and I don't want to mislead any <clears throat> excuse me, I don't want to mislead anybody. And so if you're a brother on the call, I would suggest it's not that I cannot, right? For example, my brother Nick, he may be on the call this morning. Nick and I have been friends for well over 20 years. I knew he was my assignment. Uh and Nick and I respect each other. And so it was nothing but the love of God there. It still is the love of God there, right? Um, and but I discipled him, um, and I was it was I had permission to do so, and and watching Nick grow like this, I mean, and I already knew because when he was filled with the Holy Ghost in my house, um, the Lord gave me a prophetic word for him about how quickly he was going to grow, and to watch him grow and to watch those things play out is amazing, right? Um, so so I'm very I'm open to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And so I just wanted to interject that because we're talking about discipleship because what is an assignment, um, you may turn into something else, and that was never the case. Uh, you end up in a relationship with your assignment that you were supposed to, supposed to disciple, and now you're in a, a whole other thing. Okay, so let me get back to um, some of the things, some of my techniques um, as I disciple. Golly, it's 638 already. Okay. Um, so it's very important to me that I build trust with the people that I'm unfamiliar with. Or I may be familiar with the person. Um, they, we, we know each other. We have moved around in the same circles or what have you, but we don't know each other, know each other. They, we just know each other um, on an associate level, just maybe by speaking, by greeting one another. Um, and so if I'm unfamiliar with the person, like, for example, I meet somebody in the grocery store, um, I share Christ with them, uh, get them acclimated to declare victory, um, and and the Lord leads me to then to begin to disciple them to, to help to build their faith, I don't really know much about their personal life. I don't really know much about their relationship with God. So it's my responsibility to build trust. This is not about manipulation or anything like that. This is just, it's my responsibility to build trust because if they don't trust me, they're not going to receive anything that I say, right? Uh, and so um, one of the things that I may do to establish a connection is that I may tell, I'm going to ask open-ended questions, and I, the way that I ask the question, I may say something about myself first. For example, I might say, you know, I grew up in the church. My dad is a pastor. Um, it doesn't make me special at all, but I grew up in the church, um, blah, 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 blah. You know, what did you grow up in church? Did you go to church when you were young? And they're going to, that's an open-ended question. 
However, if they just say yes or no, now I'm going to ask another question that leads to an extended answer so that I could so that I can then begin to learn more about them, right? And I can take statements that they make and I can ask additional questions until I have gathered a little bit of a da- of data uh, and, and now I'm able to move forward with what the Holy Spirit gives me. Um, and as I'm asking these questions, I want to ensure that I am prayerful, that I'm listening, that I'm using active listening skills. I'm not just allowing them to talk and it goes in one ear out of the other, but I'm actively listening for phrases and um, words and experiences that they share with me that I can then use to further build the relationship, okay? It's never the questions that I'm sharing or or asking and the, the dialogue that I'm uh, engaging in is not about me. I'm not going to take over the conversation and then talk about me and my life and my issues. It is simply a strategy that is used to help chip away the wall the barrier that is automatically erected as a human being. That's what we do, right? We put our guards up, um, and so I want to slowly chip away at that so that, I can, uh, so, that, so that I can be effective in what I'm sharing with them. I hope this makes sense to you. Um, the Bible, the Bible and, and then as far as being ambassadors, <clears throat> excuse me, as far as being those who do disciple people, y'all, we are ambassadors. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5 and 20, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. So as we evangelize, we are Christ's ambassadors. As we disciple, we are Christ's ambassadors. We are literally God's representatives here in the earth. God, he does not draw us to him, build us up, and allow us to be disciples and evangelizers um, so that we could keep everything to ourselves. That's the whole purpose. It's our responsibility to go out into the marketplace. And when I say marketplace, I mean your workplace. I mean when you're going to your financial institution to do to take care of banking business, when you are at the grocery store, when you're at the car wash, when you are at other retail establishments, when you are at <clears throat> excuse me, at a restaurant, when you're at Starbucks, that's the marketplace. It's where other people it's where other people are, where it's where they're gathered and it's where um, we have the opportunity to engage other people um, either through the words that we speak or how we carry ourselves, how we move around. Let me get a little bit further down. We, we are Christ's ambassadors when sharing the gospel, again, when, and or when we are living the gospel. Second Corinthians 3 and 2 says we are living letters. We are living pe- letters that people can read. And so we want our letters to be authentic. Um, when people that I am, so I'm still talking about my strategies and techniques with regards to discipleship. When I'm assigned to someone, um, I'm going to uh, I'm going to be careful about how I handle that person. 
uh, I'm going to be uh, sensitive to the fact that they are they are looking to change. They are they don't realize it, but they are in the process of really changing their entire lives. And and people don't really realize it when they first get started um, that they're they're going to want to lay aside these weights weights that are the Bible says we are supposed to eat to lay aside. Uh, these weights that 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 will carry, they will hold us down. They will they will weight us down. They will um, they will make us feel far more weightier than is necessary. What weights are you talking about? Old habits, um, old ways of thinking, um, old way old behaviors. Those things can weight us down spiritually. And so, uh, as we mature in Christ, uh, we begin to lay those things aside and. Um, as we are maturing in Christ, sometimes it's a challenge, and so we need somebody to disciple us through different phases in our in our lives. And so, for me, when I it is somebody that I am not familiar with, I'm going to I'm going to be care a little bit more careful with how I handle them. Uh, with if it's somebody who approaches me, um, or it's somebody the Lord lays them on my heart, and I know them. Um, I'm going to be careful, but I'm also going to be a truth teller, especially when someone seeks me out. Um, one of the first things that that I that I have learned to do is to say to them, "Now, you, you're you're calling me for a reason, and and I'm gonna give them my disclaimer. Now, you know I'm gonna tell you the truth, right? Yes. Okay. You are you ready for that? Because because I we don't have time to waste." I don't want to waste your time, and I don't want to waste my time. So, so if you're telling me that you're willing to um, take the information that I give you, put things into practice, um, that you're willing to be honest, because we don't have time to play games, right? Because, because, because you're you you there's somewhere that there is a destination that you have in mind, and we can get you there, but it, it's going to take you being all in. So if you're telling me you're all in, yeah, let's do it. And and the minute that you show me that you're not, you're not serious. We we let's let's not do this, right? So is that me? No, it's not me. It's 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 setting expectations so that because because there's there's time that's invested in discipling someone, and and we need to be ready for that. This is not a, a hit it and quit it. We 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 invest time. And, and and it's important that we do that because people did it for us in most cases. All right, I'm getting. I don't want to get off into a tangent. Um, I want to get a little bit more into uh, into what I was saying. So, you know, as Dion shared uh, last week, and as she shared this week, um, it is clear that she has. She is an evangelist. It is clear that 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 mantling that mantle that calling that gifting is definitely on her, and I can vouch for it because I've seen it in action. I've seen her in action. And one thing that she is, and that is that she's consistent. Um, she, she And she's done this for years. I've watched her. She loves the unlovable. She tells the truth, and she prays. Um, and it's, 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 she can't help it. <laughs> Me? I am my dominant gift, as I mentioned last week, is teaching. I cannot get away from it. I can't help it. 
so it's a perfect segue into going a little bit deeper. Um, um, last week when I was um, meditating, um, uh, it was early Wednesday morning, the Holy Spirit, he gave me a download that literally caused me to sit up straight. And here it is. Of all the professions that the Trinity could have selected, God the Father, God the God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, he, for Jesus, when he came here on earth, he selected the the trade of a carpenter. He could have been a shepherd, um, which would align, which would have aligned with what Jesus came here to do. He he could have been a he could have been a baker. He could have been a winemaker, a tent maker, even a farmer. And a farmer also aligns with the gospel, right? But but no, they they picked a carpenter. But 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 what is the significance of a carpenter? So so. Um, have you ever thought about the conversion process? I'm, I'm talking about the spiritual conversion process. The old man, the old you, dies. The old, the old way of thinking, the old, or or we, or it's it's put to death, right? The old way of thinking, the old way of moving around. All the, not 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 literally, but spiritually, we deny ourselves, our flesh, the fleshly desires that we have. We deny ourselves those things. We deny ourselves. Um, the negative things, and we take on good things, right? We learn to to pray. We learn to read and study the Word of God. We decide to avo- avoid inappropriate activities and conversations and people. We decide to allow God to direct our lives. That's what I mean by crucifying the flesh, by putting the flesh to death. These lifestyle changes are literal. They are literally similar to a makeover. And so, while preparing for this declaration. Um, this song came to mind. It's by Tone. It says, Lord, make me over. Lord, make me over. Lord, make me over. Make me over again. Make me over. Again, man, that song, I just could not shake it. <laughs> I wasn't trying to sing this morning, but have you ever seen any of those home makeover reality shows? I used to watch one that did makeovers for people that were in need um, of, a, of a home makeover, and, and, and their homes were complete, completely renovated or made over at no cost. And I'm telling you, they did some amazing things in a really, really short amount of time, right? Um, and one of the primary skilled laborers, though, is a carpenter. In, in past episodes, I've seen homeowners participate in the dismantling process of their homes. The main tool that I remember seeing was a sledgehammer. And so the sledgehammer was used to, you know, um, uh, uh, begin to remove walls, to tear down walls, to tear down walls, to tear down walls, to tear down cabinets and whatnots. Um, however, the, well, when you think about a sledgehammer, it, it, I mean, it's super, super heavy. The head of it is the heaviest part. The the, the, the handle 
um, is what is necessary in order to swing the thing, right? But the, the, the I don't know, I guess it's iron um, that, I don't know, but whatever. But when they pick that, it takes a certain amount of strength to pick that sledgehammer up, swing it, and then make contact with the wall, the wall, breaking the walls down, tearing, hitting that cabinet. Can you see it? I can see it in my head, hitting the cabinets at a cer- at certain angles um, so that they can knock it loose from its, um, foundation and 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 rip that thing down. Um, um, however, most of the demolition of 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 a building of the home that we're talking about in this case for the the makeover is done by the master builder. Jeremiah twenty three twenty nine says, "Is not my word like fire?" declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces. Before a remodel job can take place, a signed agreement is necessary. So a master builder cannot just go into somebody's house and say, ah, your house needs to be remodeled. Uh, We're coming in tomorrow. We're going to start dismantling your house and we're going to make it over. No, an agreement is necessary. Both parties agree to specific terms. For example, party A agrees to this and party B agrees to that. Once the agreement is signed, and payment is made, demolition, which is required, begins. The master builder then directs what phases begin when and where, and generally speaking, they're going to have subcontractors that come in and do certain work, especially in the case of uh, the remodeling shows or the home makeover shows that I was telling you about. They have subcontractors, which are the demolition crew. They got a cleanup crew. They have electricians. They got drywallers. They got painters. Um, they have um, whatever else they have, right? To, um, to 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 bring everything together in a very very short amount of time. Because again, this is a reality show, and they need to get these people into their home. They even have landscapers that will come along and do things. They have glazers that come in and put in different the windows and and all of that great and wonderful stuff. But as it is in the natural. So it is similarly in the spiritual, in reference to the discipleship process. So the master builder is the Holy Spirit. In instances where there is no one available to disciple the person, um, uh, the Holy Spirit does everything himself. Now, the Holy Spirit is always at work when it comes down to discipleship. He just uses subcontractors like teachers, pastors, and declare victory to assist in the discipleship process. So let me put it to you like this. We, we can identify with a coach, right, yes or yes. We can identify with a visit like a football coach, a, a weightlifting coach, whatever. We can identify with a, with a coach, yes, yes. All right. So think of subcontractors as a coach assigned to help you to win, um, and some of the winning, some of the things, some of the things that a coach does is they push you. They push you past these limits, these self-imposed limits that we may put on ourselves. Right? Ooh, I can't go. No, I can't go any further. Yes, you can. You got about, and you got another rep in you. Come on, let's do it. Come on, let's do it. Come on, what you waiting on? You said you wanted to lose weight. You said you wanted to be the best. You said that you wanted to change your life. What are we doing here? 
And sometimes they may be direct. Sometimes they may, they may be a, bit, a little softer, whatever. It's not designed to kill you. It's designed to help kill the you that's in you. Because you want to get, they see that you can, they clearly see it. You are at level negative one. We need to get you to zero so we can get you to positive one, right? So what, what are we doing here? You ready? Let's go. And they are coaching you along, right? All right, so the coaching process is not always comfortable. The, the learning process, the, the discipleship process is always not, it's not always comfortable. It's not always pretty. Because sometimes when we're discipling people, uh, all the time when we're discipling people, we've got to be willing to get down in the mud with them. We've got to be willing to help them to get through the mess. We don't want to keep them, uh, um, we don't want to help see them get to a place and then remain stuck there. All right, so back to, my, back to what I was saying. Um, the Holy Spirit is at work, again, through us as the subcontractor or as the coach, whatever term makes you, helps you to better understand it. For, for example, um, I'm talking about me. When I'm in, when I'm discipling someone, um, again, I'm prayerful. Lord, you know, give me what to say, how to say it, and when. Um, I'm open, and I am fully submitted to the process. And so, as I'm speaking with someone, it's it's common for a scripture to pop up that's related to the person's situation. It's also very common for me to say things to them. I have no knowledge of what's going on in in their lives, but the Holy Spirit is giving me the knowledge that is necessary in order to give me, so that I can be better equipped to help them, right? They may be, uh, perhaps they're feeling a little reserved about sharing a particular thing, and so the Holy Spirit may reveal it to me so that it can help them to go ahead and put words to that thing so that they can be empowered to overcome that particular thing. I can't take the credit because it's not me. It's the Holy Spirit working through me. And I also will let them know, listen, you know that I didn't know this, right? You know that. Yeah, I know. It's, this, is, this is the Holy Spirit letting you know um, that he understands that he's with you and he's providing a solution for you. That builds their faith. It helps them to know that God literally is with them. Right? The, the Holy Spirit also helps with the transformation process. Um, I'll never forget reading uh, about Derek Prince. Um, he's, an Americ- he's an amazing man. He, um, you, you, should do, you may want to do a little research on Derek Prince. But um, he talked about how he learned about um, he, had, he had little knowledge about um, who God was. He was raised up in a very traditional um, religious uh, organization, right? But he had no knowledge about developing a relationship or having a relationship with God. All he knew was re- religion. And he started to read the Bible as a book. But as he read it, the Word of God became rhema to him. It became living Word. And the Holy Spirit, he was baptized with the Holy Spirit without having any knowledge about the process, nothing. Um, and he was built up, and so the Holy Spirit did that. Now it's possible for the Holy Spirit to disciple people on his own without a subcontractor or without a coach. It's very, very possible. But in today's time, and because we have so much around us, we're not in a remote location, that's not necessary. All right, so as I get ready to bring this to a, clo- to, to a, clo- to a close, um, 
I, I mentioned earlier that the spiritual makeover process is very um, is very similar to the physical makeover process. There is a contract, and I'm talking about spiritually now. There's a contract, there's a payment, and there are phases of work for the spiritual makeover process. Um, what's odd about the spiritual makeover is that the payment is made by the master builder. Jesus paid for your makeover with his blood. John fifteen thirteen says, Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. Jesus calls us his friend. Jesus' life was not robbed. It wasn't kidnapped. It wasn't stolen. He freely paid the price to redeem us. We are the homeowners. We have the building. First John 1 and 9 declares that if we confess our sins, we have to do something. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Um, so this is our part of the agreement. I agree to confess my sins to you, Jesus. And he faithfully agrees to forgive us of our sins. But I have to play I have to participate. Jesus cannot legally listen to me. Jesus legally cannot make a decision to come into to come into your heart and set up shop. You have to be willing just like you would be willing to open the door to the um, person that's going to come in and remodel your home when they ring the doorbell or they knock on the door, you physically have to go and open the door and allow them access into your home. Uh, and so, ah, my God, thank you, Jesus. When when Jesus rings our doorbell, uh, remember I said, uh, no man come unto me except I draw him. That's him ringing the bell. That's him drawing you. Um, unless we open the door of our heart, open the door to our heart, and allow him access, he will not come in and start the dismantling process. And once he's in, we still have to give him permission. Again, so going back to the going back to the physical building, the master builder comes into your home, talks about the plans, what they're going to do as far as remodeling your home and giving you the makeover of your dreams. The same thing happens spiritually. Jesus comes in, but that's not that's not it. He comes in and then you got to be willing to agree to allow him access to your heart so that he can begin the makeover process. And he will um, designate certain, you got to be open to the subcontractors that he designates to help you. Man, I hope you're getting this. Um, the, I, I, I'm getting frustrated because I'm not really able to give it to you the way that I want to. Not really frustrated, but I'm, I'm really excited. I'm, I want you guys to get it. Payment, let's talk about payment. The master builder, Jesus, um, um, he says, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus came. He paid, he paid the ransom for us to redeem us back to himself. That's what he was willing to do. And then there's one more scripture, and then I'm going to close. Second Corinthians 5.17, y'all. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new 
is here. So when we are in Christ Jesus, when we give him access as the master builder, and we open our heart to him to make us over again, Lord, make me over, Lord, make me over, make me over again, make me over again. When we give him access, to our hearts, to make us over. Ah, glory to God. He literally makes us a brand new person, guys. That's why the old Didi, the old Dion, the old Sabrina, the old Raven, the old Yolandra, man, you'll have people to say, what changed about you? You look different. You don't even sound the same. I saw you, but I didn't see, I didn't even realize that was you. It's because of the makeover. The master builder, the carpenter, completely makes us over. That's why our families have a hard time with us when we come around. That light is shining so bright that all they can do to try to deflect it is to hate on you. They don't make that. It's not their fault, but you are literally showing them who they are not. When you're at work and you're not getting upset and you're not biting on the drama, you're calmly, you're calmly dealing with different things. The Holy Spirit is giving you the wisdom how to address people. He's giving you the wisdom how to how to create how to. Um, Speak to people. He's giving you the wisdom and how to complete that project. It's not you. It's not your college degree. It's not your experience. It's the Holy Spirit that's giving you exactly what to do, when to do, how to do it. It's that makeover process. And people are baffled by how in the world did you do that? How did you get that promotion? How did, you, how did that happen to you? How do you still have your sanity after all that you've been through? It's because of the makeover process. I'm fortified. I'm equipped. God taught me not only how to fight this war, but he taught my fingers. How, how, excuse me. He not only taught me how to be in war, how to go to war, but he taught me, he taught my fingers how to fight. That's part of the makeover process. Do you get that? Okay, I got to stop. I got to stop. I got to stop. Lord, make us over. Help us, Father. Help us, Father, to disciple. Help us to be discipled. Because sometimes there are, there, are, there, are, there are times in our lives when we as believers, no matter where we are spiritually, need to be discipled. Thank you for the humility that is necessary to say yes and to receive that which you have for us. Thank you for the word that went forth this morning. I pray that it hit every person that was under the sound of my voice that needed the nuggets, the 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 the, the God moments. They had the God moments that they had that 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 it went into the the crevices and it seeped into places that it had little cracks that um, that will be able to build them up in their most holy faith. Father, we don't take your people for granted and we don't take this assignment lightly. We bless your name today and we give you praise. 
Amen. So listen, we're going to transition into the love, life, and victory call. Y'all know how we do it. We're going to give the brothers an opportunity to say good morning first. That's all we're doing. We're just saying good morning. We want to give them the opportunity to say good morning. After that, we have any guests or visitors that didn't get a chance to say good morning on the, the first half of the call. We're going to give you an opportunity yes. to say good morning. We just want to show love after that. If you, it's going to be open to anybody that wants to greet. When we're done with the greetings, because we want to show y'all some love this morning. Um, after we're done with the greetings, then we're going to go into the love, life, and victory portion of the call. You'll be able to answer questions, gain a little bit more clarity if you need to, share any God nuggets that you had or any of the experience. So we're going to go in that order. Brothers, are you there this morning? So you show your sister some love. <laughs> Hey, y'all, 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 y'all. Hey. What's up, Big Chess? Hey, brother. Ah. <laughs> Good morning. Any other brothers that want to be? echo. Oh, is that me? Am I, am I echoing, Eric? No, but I can hear myself echoing. Okay, let me take Maybe it's on my phone. Okay. Anybody else want to say, any other brothers want to say good morning? All right. Any first-time callers? Is this your first time calling in or it's your first time ever saying good morning? The floor is open to you. All right. The floor is open to anybody that would like to say good morning. Good morning, Tan. It's pretty. Hey, pretty. Good morning. Good morning. It's Kenya. Hey, Kenya. I love that sound, girl. Good morning, it's Gigi. Hey, Gigi. Good morning. Good morning, it's Carla. Hey, Carla. How you doing this morning? Good morning, it's Juanita. Good morning, Juanita. Good morning, it's Good morning. Jubilant. Good morning, Juju. So it says that everybody is echoing. I don't know if it's my phone. I took my phone off speaker. Um, if you are not speaking, go ahead and put your phone on mute. Uh, if you are going to speak, I'm going to also I'm going to ask you to take it off speaker if that's possible, and then speak that way. I'm not really sure what's going on. Um, let me know if that's better, Ray. Anybody else want to say good, uh, good morning before we transition? Good morning. Good morning. It's never again. Hey, never, 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 never. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if the I, – I can't hear the echo. Um, okay, we'll still try it out. Anybody else want to say good morning? Good morning, beautiful people. Delicious dishes in the house. <laughs> hey, Ruth Ann. <laughs> you know I wanted to say me, but I, I only do that with Dion because you know who, when I say me who I am. Love you, Tanner. Girl, I know you. I love you more. I love you more. Anybody else? Good morning, Tanner. I'll come see Good morning. Good morning, love. Good morning, family. Hey, Magnificent. Good morning. 
Good morning, Tanya. Good morning, everybody. It's Foxy. Good morning. Hey, birthday girl. Hey, thank you. Hey, how you doing? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. Any questions? Any comments? Any? Did anybody have a God moment? Um, like something popped out at you like, oh, my God, I didn't realize. Um, anything on that order. Morning, Tammy. Hey, Sheila. Hey, declaration this morning. What popped out is you singing. Oh. I love you. <laughs> I love you more. Good morning, Tammy. It's pretty again. Hey, pretty. Awesome. Aww. Aww, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And, and while y'all thinking about y'all comments, uh, I am going to be speaking this Sunday at Ingleside Presbyterian Church in San Francisco. Uh, I did put a flyer up on yesterday. It's on my um, it's on my page. I want to say the address is thirteen forty five Ocean Avenue. I'm correct, thirteen forty five. Ocean Avenue in San Francisco. Service starts at 11 a.m. sharp. I would love, love, love to see your face. I would love, love, love to be able to hug your neck. You know, whenever we do something local, uh, just try to let people know. Again, it's going to be this Sunday, September the 17th, 11 a.m. at Ingleside Presbyterian Church. If you do decide to come over, I want you to know that parking is limited, so make sure you leave a little bit earlier. Uh, I may bring a few books with me just in case or whatever, but um, I would love to see you if you're able to get there. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna share a secret. Um, <laughs> it's not a secret. I put it on the flyer. My message is the art of using four-letter words, and I'm gonna leave it at that. Any questions? Any more questions? Or, or not any more? Nobody had a question, but does anybody have any questions? Anybody have any commentary? Anybody? Have anything? Yes, Didi. I heard somebody else too. This Dee. Okay. Uh-oh. Or is it the echo? I, Raven <laughs> says she hears an echo. I don't. I don't. I don't. I can't I don't, hear it. Not with every. Not with every call, but I hear it now that I'm talking. But I'm not on the speaker. I, maybe you know, it's Android. It's probably, maybe it's my line. Um, is it really, really oh. bad? I can try to hang up and call back. Let me see. When you're speaking, it doesn't sound like. An echo, but when everybody else comments, the echo appears. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Maybe the I Lord want to make well, sure y'all hear what's being hear said. <laughs> Sister, so, so. Sister, so what reverb. you said? Reverb. Okay, go ahead, Didi. Didi, and then no, whoever no, wants to speak. Uh huh. I was saying what you shared about the. The, when, and when I took biblical counseling, we were taught that you have to be mindful when you are evangelizing or even discipleship. You got to make sure, like the for sisters, we really should refer brothers to other brothers because we don't want confusion, and that's how a lot of church hurt can um, can ensue as well. But I also thank you for Tone, Lord, make me over. That song really does make sense and how you broke down the renovation of the home. Like we can't get made over if we won't open up and let them in every area, even those secret places that we have shut off. You know how some rooms 
you keep your door closed when people come over because you don't want them in. Every you gotta give them access to every part, every chamber. That deep down hurt or those wounds that we don't think he knows about. He knows about it all. So in order for him to make us over, we gotta give him access. So I got so much out of your share this morning. I just want to tell you, I love you and I thank God for you in my life. Love you more, Didi. Now, do you? I think the the um, echo stopped. I hope. Um, Oh, thank you for posting that, um, Rochelle. You be on it. Um, so yeah, that that, I, and you know the funny thing is, I, in the middle of my declaration, the words just popped up. I haven't sang that song in I don't know how many years, but it just it was so profound and was such a good fit right there. Now let me let me give you this disclaimer. I'm on my cell phone now. I was on the house phone. <clears throat> when I tell you it's time to move. <laughs> oh my god that's an inside joke never mind anybody else was there somebody that was trying to speak after Didi? i thought there was a second person no okay and anybody else oh okay go ahead babe what i got when you just said that you was on the house phone it was echoing all i could see is stadium that and i heard that before earlier in the call stop it Wow. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, because it came back again. So I love you. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. I'm not going to see you Sunday. My daughter getting baptized, but I'll be Oh, congratulations. Oh, that's wonderful. You know, I'm going to tell y'all something, but don't tell nobody, okay? So this person, man, you guys, I don't even know if I should share this. Um, wow. Okay, give me a minute. Give me a minute. Wow, guys. Um, wow. So this person, I had a conversation with them this week. They said some stuff to me that blew me away. One of the things was, I see you on a large platform. I see it. I see it clearly. And um, I'm going to stop there. I'm going to just stop there. Yeah. Anybody else have a comment, question? Good morning. This is Tenacious T. Uh-oh. I, I, I heard two people. I think I heard Tenacious T and somebody else. Okay. This is Tenacious T. I can wait. I'm patient. Okay. Hold, hold on. You're you going to go first, sis. But who was the other person that was trying to speak to, just so I have an order? It was me, um, Tan. I just said the power of agreement. I agree. Oh, gotcha. Okay, okay. Thank you, babe. Go ahead, Tenacious. Hi. I'm thankful for God had me tune in kind of late, but he had me tune in at the right time because you had just mentioned about sisters giving way to let the brothers handle the men that they evangelize or witness to. Sadly, but profoundly, God has got me on the journey back then, back when I was only like 22 years old, getting ready to be a missionary, hopefully, and go to a Bible college. And I don't know whether it was God or the enemy. You can give me your input. But a man came in my life that wanted to know about the Lord. And over time, I started letting my pastor and other brethren at the church know about this man, and they did not have time. 
So I started doing Bible studies with them. And I was young, as you know, and you can imagine where it went next. We developed a relationship, and as a result, I had a child in without wedlock. And I later married that man, but I went on a spiral, even though I continued to be Holy Ghost-filled and walk in Christ my life changed profoundly and I entered a world that I never knew and have recovered from. But my point is I now still go to churches, even when I travel in retirement and before, and I find and ask like the people that I meet that are men, where are the men? Like there'll be 90% women. We're talking in our mostly black churches. I've gone to from the ones in Detroit with the renowned singers, I can't think of it right now, um, where the Hawkins and all that, I've gone there, seen the same thing. (laughs) I've seen um, from even Texas, (laughs) and it'll be 90% women. Mostly the men will be ushers, so you can imagine it's not a large group. And I've taken the time in my travels to ask, like, you guys want us to stay within our own people and walk with other Christ-like people, but are you guys not speaking to the men? And they all admitted that they don't know how to do that and they, we could do better, but it will be church filled of women. <laughs> and I just want to know what your thoughts are on that because I would love to evangelize more, but I have both sides and connection and I know it's still a problem even in my own church. What well, you are right. Are. You are right that um, many of our churches, uh, the, the majority are, um, the majority are men. Um, I, I, I have some thoughts. Excuse me, women, women, women. Sorry, uh-huh. women. I'm uh-huh. sorry. I said the wrong thing. I have some thoughts on it. Um, I'm just, I, I, I don't want to take the call in a different direction. But you are right. I, I want to concur, which is one of the reasons. Um, and then going back to your your first statement about being careful and evangelizing and discipling people, um, it's really really important that we keep a focus that we that we so that we don't end up in relationships that were intended for one thing and then flesh gets in the way. But um, yeah, I just want to keep it. If, if I would just like to keep us focused on the topic at hand, which is discipleship at this point. Okay. Anybody okay. else have a comment? Anybody else have a comment or a question? Tanya, good morning. It's persistent. Um, I do. I have a question. First of all, really good, um, really good teaching. And it made me think a lot about things that you said. Um, But when when you run into someone that's assigned to you and you know it, Mm -hmm. and and in your mind you blow it, And, you know, now that you've blown it, you give it over to the Lord. You're praying about it consistently. But also you've kind of let the, in a way, you're hearing the enemy beat you up about it too. I mean, that's just something mm-hmm. that he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's in the situation that I'm in right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can even also determine how and why I blew it. I didn't have a I didn't have the heart to confront what I knew the truth was to tell this individual and you said this are you ready for the truth can I tell you the truth um 
I did not have the heart, and I knew it. I didn't want to hurt them, and I, I didn't know how to say it. Um, it mm. wasn't coming to me. Or I, I didn't hear the Holy Spirit, but I knew, and it was is really detrimental because I knew this this person had come into contact basically with a demon, and I even could back it up in the Bible, but I did not say it. Mm-hmm. So how do you how do you overcome something like that when you know someone? How do you deal with that when you know someone? That's you've a been great question. To? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I'll start by saying this. We are human, right? We are human. We're going to make mistakes, but we learn from our mistakes. We are not our mistakes. We are not our mistakes. It's, a, it's an episode or, it's, or, or, or an event that happens. Um, we examine it and make a decision that we're going to move forward. So it's happened to me too. Um, it, and it's happened anybody that has any time under their belt as a believer and they've discipled or evangelized people, even given people a prophetic word, or did not do it because of fear, it's happened. Um, the feelings of, you know, feeling feeling bad about it, man, I should have did this or whatever, um, and, and spiraling, you know, <clears throat> constantly reliving the thing. I should have did this. Ah, yeah, let it go. And then you got to make a decision. Next time I'm going to be better prepared. Because, under, you know, when we understand and realize the Holy Spirit gives us things, he gives us um, a word for someone else. He 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 gives us the information for a reason to share it, to give it, you know, to the person. And so, um, you know, we we don't we we want to ensure that we do that because obviously the person needs it. So, um, the first thing I would advise is um, stop going over it and over it in your mind. It happened. Ask God to forgive you because now you omitted doing something He told you to do. Right, so ask him to forgive you, and make a decision um, so to repent. Repent means to turn your back on that thing. I'm never doing that again. That's a line of demarcation in the sand. And when fear, here's the other thing: when fear try, comes up, because fear will, uh, in some instances, you know, when fear comes up, go. You can immediately go back to how you felt when you omitted doing something that God did you before. And that'll definitely give you the push to go ahead and do it. As far as now, so, and then understanding the word of God is offensive. Mm. Period. Yeah. Right? Um, It tells us, be not unequally yoked. Do not commit fornication. Don't you know your body is a temple? (laughs) I mean, it's like, it's not being around. However, the way we deliver it to people, we don't have to be that curt, right? We can, we can, we can deliver. You know how to deliver um, news that is, for example, if somebody, somebody, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to try to use these two examples and make this make sense to you. So there was someone that um, was a mentee, and she came to me one time and she said, "You know, I fail. You fail? What you mean?" Well, I fail, and you know, um, I forget the word she used. In other words, she had sex out, outside of marriage, right? She, she said she failed. I said, you, you didn't fall. Let's let's not, not let's let's not play with words. You you didn't. But I could do that with her because we had a relationship. 
and then I and then I, I added some sugar to it. So what? So you need to repent and make sure you don't find yourself in that situation again. How did you get? How did you get um, to that place where you you guys ended up being intimate? That like you feelings are happening. That don't just happen. Feelings are you know we all grown on the phone. Things certain things happen to us in our body to let us know, hey hey hey, if you should leave. But when we ignore them, you know, we end up going too far and it's too late, right? With someone who is, uh, here's another example. Someone, um, you know, uh, uh, was having a struggle with with smoking and really beating themselves up about this. And I said, hey, listen, um, that's a habit. And sometimes we um, uh, lose the desire immediately. Sometimes it's a process. So how about, you, you want to stop? Yes. Okay. And this is the reason that I want to stop. Those are great reasons. Well, you know, let's consider uh, if you smoke two packs a week, let's consider cutting that down. The goal will be to get it down to one pack a week, right? If you accomplish that, then the goal will be to get it down to X number a week. Then it'll be X number. It's because once we accept Christ, we're not the same anymore. Right. Sometimes there's instant deliverance. Sometimes, again, there's a process. And so with loving kindness, I I demonstrated to her because she's at a different place spiritually. Do you understand what I'm saying? I understand. So 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 learning to um, uh, learning to how to effectively deliver hard stuff to people. Um, using 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 certain words is definitely is something that takes time, but there are also times, Priscilla, when the Lord wants you to get, give it to that person just like He gave it to you. So always being in prayer about God, how do I deliver this? How do I say this? And if He don't say a whole lot about it, um, then 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 you have the responsibility to deliver it um, and to season seasoned with salt. I'm gonna just put it that way: seasoned with salt. There's a scripture I can't remember it. But um, let our our words be seasoned with salt, so that we can minister grace to people. Did that help you? <laughs> I hope it did. It did. It, yes. I, and I always ask that question too when I'm when someone asks me. I always want to know: Did that? Did that? Did you get that? Did I? Did, did it help? You know, because yeah. oftentimes when you go into areas like this, to our to me, I'm just going to speak for myself. My human mind signs that I'm in like a, a unknown territory. And even for me, I'm not confident in it. Um, but yet I'm sensing the Holy Spirit and I know what I'm saying is truth, even though I may have to go back into the Bible and say, I know this is true. And I find it, you know. Um, and so, yeah, it was a missed opportunity because I let my flesh get in the way. And that was fear. I did not want to hurt them. Mm-hmm. And um, but it even went even deeper because it went to her little girl, and that really bothered me because I know that little girl has a calling on her life. Um, so then can and, I ask a question: If it's not too late, is it too late to go back and give what God gave you? Oh, it's um, been a big it, debacle. It's not that it's not too okay, late. Right. It's in okay. God. It's in God's timing. It's what it. it gotcha. That's the way I feel. It's in God's timing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hey, well, hey, what, what, what? Uh huh. 
Good morning. This uh-huh. is your uh-huh. Quick question about Hi Priscilla. Um, so hey. if um if that opportunity is opportunity is missed, <clears throat> right? What are how should I say this? Someone else can if if Priscilla missed an opportunity, that doesn't mean that person's not gonna get it from somewhere else, right? Or no? Um it depends. Someone else somewhere uh, else. Yes, it it is it is possible, but the reason that I say it depends, um is that if God gives you something for someone and the opportunity is missed and that person is no longer in your sphere, like you, the person dies, the opportunity is missed. If the person, mm-hmm. you know, moves out of the country or you, you lose contact, um, the, the opportunity is missed for you. However, whatever God wants them to get, he can get it to them. I would say the only the only time that is completely missed, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> is if the person transitions. Yeah, you, you missed that. You missed that opportunity. Thanks, Taya. Okay. So, Priscilla, um, I hear you. Um, I think that um, just pray about it and continue to pray for the little girl. Um, that opportunity will never be missed, right? The prayer, and you don't even have to be around her, and for the mom. And if they're around you still, continuing continuing to show them love and support based upon how the Holy Spirit gives you. Um, but I would definitely, you know, be interceding um, for the for the for the for, for them both for the mom and the daughter. <clears throat> yeah, and that's where I am. Okay. That's that's where good. I am. You had you had a good place. You had a good place. That was a great question. That was a great question. And I hope that it helped you and somebody else. Um the goal the goal <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know what's going on with my throat. <clears throat> the goal the goal is to improve our um is is to improve as believers. The goal is not to miss any more opportunities and not to condemn ourselves. You know, condemnation comes from the enemy because his goal is to get you to shut up. Straight up straight up. His goal is to get you to shut down, shut up, and now I never saying anything to anybody else. Nah, nah. I'm gonna be even bolder because I know your I know what your strategy is. You want me to shut up. I'm not shutting up. Matter of fact, I'm gonna be even bolder now. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else have a question or a comment or anything? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning. Uh, in evangelizing. How are you? Great word. Great. I mean, that it was so um, engulfing. Uh, the word is powerful, and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It went down great. So let me just say this about uh, when you're evangelizing, because that is a, a field that many of us miss the opportunity or we have stumbled in evangelism. However, I've always, uh, in pairing in the walk that I have been in for many years, yes, did I blow it on the on the walk? I did. Did I um, miss the opportunity? What I do is I, if I feel that a person, any type of person that we go to, they are God's possibility. Every time we go out, go in twos, go in pairs. When you go, uh, like even late night, set a, a time uh, of day, you know, not night. Night evangelism probably for women shouldn't, you shouldn't do it. 
uh, pair up with um, a team or go in a group when you're evangelizing because that way you get to get the numbers, you get to do the, um, you, you know, if you're knocking on doors or if you meet a person and uh, as you had said about, you know, refer them over to a man or another, a woman, a woman to woman and man to man. That I think that's how it should be. Uh, so that way we can keep our integrity in evangelism. That's my word for today. I love you. It was an excellent share today. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, thank you, Jerry. I appreciate that. And I, I agree wholeheartedly um, with what you just said. Absolutely. And especially in this day and age, if you are now, so here's the scenario. If you are going out, some churches have taught their people how to go out, do outreach, outreach ministry and how to evangelize. You always want to be paired with someone. And the way we were taught way back in the day, anybody from True Hope on the line, you'll know. You have a silent partner and you have the, per the silent partner is paired with the person that's praying um, as the other person is, is, is sharing the word. The other person is doing the evangelizing. Um, that person might get scriptures. That person is being watchful. That's the silent partner. And then the other part, they're just being a supportive cast uh, to um, whoever it is that's doing the speaking. Anybody else have anything, a question, a comment? Okay. I was wondering where you was here. Hey, La Mercy. Good morning, Pastor. So I just wanted to say that this is it. And uh, hold on, I'm trying to fix my ear thing. It's falling out. I think I got it. Okay. Sorry if y'all hear my kids. They get ready to walk out the door for school. Um, so I just wanted to say that it's so. Um, I think you brought up one very, 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 very good point that everybody is apt to experiencing at one point or another, like when it's time to evangelize. I think it's important that we, um, the point you brought up was knowing when to, or asking God, like what this person's assignment is or what your assignment is in this person's life. Because sometimes we get excited and I can talk about myself, like, there has been times where I've met a person and didn't ask God, okay, what is my position or my place in this person's life? And instead of discipling them, I mean, they could even be a person that's already of the faith. Um, but instead of like being like sort of having that mentorship place in their life, you automatically go into like friendship mode and building in that perspective instead of like being that encouraging piece or that, um, the vocal piece for God that they need in their lives. And so I've literally been guilty of that and then beat myself up about it later because obviously that turns over the, the, the ratio and the, the, the relationship act will, can go awry, right? Because that's not what you were called to do. You weren't supposed to be developing a friendship in that capacity. It literally should have been do what you're supposed to do and then let it be that. Now it doesn't mean that it can't develop later on, because I've seen where, like, people have mentored and then as that person matured, then it did turn into more of a, a friendship. Um, but when you're dealing with a person that has more maturity and then you have a person that is less mature, like, why would there even be a reason? And not saying that it can't, but there is no, like, you guys are, if you're unequally yoked, in, essentially. And so I think that's where the, the line is, is that we don't really evaluate the yoke. Right. We're in some spaces we're unequally yoked. And instead of 
hey, God, where, where do I fit in this space? It's like you automatically assume um, you go, you revert back to childhood. Like everybody's your friend, right? You can be friends with everybody. Well, <laughs> not necessarily as an adult. Don't work like that. We have different positions. So I thought it was dope that you brought that point up because I think we all need to hone in on literally asking God every time you encounter a person, what, 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 why? Like, what, what am I here for? Because if you're saved, you have a place. And there is a reason why you're meeting people. There's a reason why you can't sleep or you, you're waking up at 3 a.m. and this particular person is on your mind to pray for them or what have you. So, yep, good stuff. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. And thank you. Thank you for sharing. All right. It sounds like y'all finished talking and y'all don't have no more questions. So I'm going to let I'm going to ask them one more time. And that's fine. I'm happy to give you some time back so that you can go and evangelize or go and disciple. Is there anybody else who has anything else they would like to share this yeah, morning? Good morning. So, yes, mm-hmm. good morning, good morning. Um, just wanted to share about a missed opportunity and I actually had two. And thank you, Raven. She's so is that Raven? She's so wise. Uh-huh. 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 What are all young self? <laughs> yes, my gosh, she speaks to me all the time. Um I I think she was speaking on Monday, Labor Day, something like that. So I was there and um, just reinforcing my assignment. And, um, yes, so I used to walk up and down the street to get to my office at City Hall. And um, I used to walk by the D-boys and the street guys and, you know, I'd be like, good morning, good morning, good morning, and praying for them. And they were like, how you doing, Miss Lady, Miss Lady? So one day walking home around six o'clock, I heard God say, pray with that young man. And then I was rushing to get to Bible study or church. And I was like, I'll pray for him. But then the next morning when I came back, they had all the candles and stuff out on the sidewalk. And my heart was pounding. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, what happened? And they were like, oh, somebody got shot. And I was like, who? And they were like, you know, dude, you always be talking to him. And I was like, gosh, darn it. He told me to pray for this guy, and I mean, pray with him, and I did not. So he told me to do his sin to pray. Next time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, and I'm saying this just because there are missed opportunities, and there are things that are really uncomfortable for me. But I'm thinking, um, I've learned that, my, that I have to um, really believe. Some of the times I just didn't believe God was speaking to me, and I thought it was just my own mm-hmm. grandiosity or something. So I was always trying to minimize what I heard. And I'm just now really learning in the last um, five or six years that is really God speaking to me and I need to go forward and do what he told me to do. So one last time I was uh, in a restaurant, me and my girlfriend getting out of class on a Saturday. We went to a restaurant, Souls, and they had a bodyguard who was a security guy who was kind of like, kind of like family. But um, you know how they teach us in Kojic Church of God in Christ that you don't um, really build, you watch yourself, how you carry yourself as a woman and interacting with men. So I heard we were leaving and the guy was sitting on the chair. He was looking like, not like himself. Normally we kind of chit chat and play with each other. And, um, he kind of, kind of like sideways hitting on me. So, uh, I heard God say, give him a hug. And I'm arguing with God. I'm like, I'm not giving him a hug. I would just be showing off because my girlfriend is here. I've never hugged this man before. And I'm not going to start hugging on him now because well, if I keep on, if I start hugging on this man, it's going to be a problem. <clears throat> Do you know 40 minutes later he died? I left, but I got to report that. that was he. And I was like, again, God? So sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable. 
um, the things that he asked us to do. But I think part of that was God letting me know that, yes, it is me speaking to you. And um, part of my growth is learning to um, trust that it's his voice and not my own. And so that's what I wanted to share. Thank you so much for uh, evangelizing. And I'm also understanding, and my bishop told me a long time ago that God is going to use the physicality that I have to attract, um, to, to, like you said, ask every time what my position is um, in them and not to make everybody my friend or develop into relationships with, with people because it, it just doesn't work. So good morning. Thank you all. Love you so much. Have a good evening. Good, good Listen, day. Listen, Magnificent, you don't speak that often, but when you do, man, does it have weight. Man, does it have weight. That 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 was priceless. And what? thank you for sharing that. Uh, Raven, please mute your line. Please don't yell at my niece and nephew. Um, yeah, that 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 was priceless. That was priceless. Um, wh- while we're there, if you have a few more minutes, and this may help even Priscilla, how did you get past that though? How did you? What what can you name a couple of things that you did to to get back? get past that and not, you know, beat yourself up about it. Uh-oh. Did I lose you? Hello? Can y'all hear me? I'm moving around. I probably should have stayed right where I was. We, we hear you. Yeah. Just fine. Okay. Okay. Did you did you hear my question, Dante? I heard you. You said Priscilla. Oh, I'm sorry. My brain is going a million miles an hour. No, so you want she me said, you? this may help Priscilla is what she said. Yeah, oh, This I may did. help me. Yeah. Okay. Um, just pray and repent, like you said, and move past it because it was, it was with me for a while. And um, sometimes the puzzle pieces come together later, 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 because that's an area of trauma or the way I was raised to um, minimize myself so much. And But um, just trusting God and, um, okay, my favorite scripture, um, Hebrew nine fourteen, that uh, God presented Himself without Jesus presented Himself without fault um, to cleanse my conscience from dead works so I could serve the living God. So, ooh, mm. that thing released me from tons ooh. and tons of guilt. That thing right ooh, there. Oh, that's good. Hmm. Say this, what, 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 say this, where is that scripture again? Can Can you say Hebrews it nine? Hebrews nine fourteen. That Jesus presented Himself without spot to God, to cleanse my conscience from dead works, that I could serve the living God. So that's the whole. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Wow. Yeah. We got to forgive the right there. There's a whole bunch yeah. of stuff we've done that we're not proud of, but if you stay stuck, and I was stuck in a whole bunch of different places, but that thing right there. Let me go forward, you know, like you say, cleanse, cleanse by the blood. <laughs> by the blood, <laughs> blood, I'm living here today. Yes. Oh, yeah, that part. Hey, Tanya, yeah. this is Lisa. Um, hey, good Lisa. morning. Um, good morning. Great share, Dondrea. Wow. Um, for, for me, what helped me was initially, you know how most of us tan came into this thing by fear. <laughs> it was like took a quick. So the first thing that got me was like um, Ezekiel three and eight, where it talks about when I say unto the wicked, "O wicked man, 
thou shalt surely die as thou does not seek to warn the wicked from his ways. The wicked man shall die in his iniquities, but his blood will I require of thy hands. We used to always hear, if you don't witness or if you don't seek say something to them and they die and go to hell, their blood gonna be on your hands. So that was a scare type well, it was scary for me, right? For me having blood on my hands for not saying something. But then as I, I continue to grow, right, it, it God knows what we need to get us to where we need to be. And relationship with Father continued and Holy Spirit. I, I've blown it and missed it sometimes too. Um, but what I realize now is my heart posture towards them is love. What if I am the last chance they get? Because I do believe that if they're going to be saved, somebody else going to do it. If he needs to use a rock or a billboard or a, a leaf or whatever it is, right? But if he wants to use me so that I can help somebody um, be ushered into the kingdom, because it might be their last minute, um, would I want to see them die and go to hell? What I want to see them miss it. So for me, it became now not so much about their blood being on my hands because I missed the opportunity. Now it's more about them missing it and, you know, them forever missing out on eternity with God. And that really affect, should affect my heart posture. The love that I have for them and not just my family members. I don't want to see my family members go and die, die and go to hell, but I don't want to see anybody. And so as I started like migrating and still towards that part, it helped to over like love conquers and overcomes fear, right? Because it is a fearful thing to say something when you're not sure. But if our motive is right, and it's about love, and it's about really what we know God has done for us. So I don't have to know the whole Bible. I just know what he did for me, and I know how he changed my life, and I know how he's given me a level of freedom that no man, no book, no nothing can give to me. Then why not want to share that so I can see other people be free? Um, that's, that's what I do now. That's powerful, Lisa. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for testifying that you, too, have blown it. We all have. Mm -hmm. That's the last yeah. thing I'm going to say to Priscilla. We've all <laughs> blown it. We've all mm -hmm. blown it. It's nothing to be proud of or gloat over, but look at what our mistakes we're able to, to share with you, how we've overcome. And not just you. I'm sure there may be other people on the line, too. Um, we're able to share with you how we overcame that because you got to understand that any, in, the enemy, man, that joker, uh, not that I'm glorifying him at all, but he's so crafty. He's so tenacious. Any way he can get us, and he does not fight fair, y'all. He's a dirty fighter. He's he's a dirty fighter. And so the more I can expose his tactics to let you know, you know, um, like there was a distraction on the call this morning. I knew it was a distraction, right? And I was ready for it, okay? Um, but but. But these tactics that he uses, condemnation, however he can get us, um, excuse me, the ultimate goal is for us to shut up. Because if we don't share the gospel, that means that person, I'm not saying they won't get saved at all, but I'm just saying it may delay them from getting delivered or it may delay them from getting saved, right? And so he wants to shut us up and he wants us to feel however he needs to do it. He don't care if he had to use your kids to shut you up. He don't care if he had to use um, something that was really sensitive to you or is sensitive to you to shut you up. He doesn't care. He will use whatever he can. So we need to use whatever we can, <laughs> whatever we can to make sure that we do and live this thing outright. And I'm talking about whatever we can within the will of God. 
All right. We almost at eight o'clock. Anybody else got anything else? If not, hey, Shell. And I heard two I people. I heard. Hold on, Shell. Who was the other person? Juanita. Juanita. Okay, go ahead in that order, please. Hey, Tam, one of the things that helped me, helps me, not helped me, my old pastor said, when you get into things like that, just try to um, just know the characteristics of God. You know he builds up and the enemy tears down. So when you when you come, when you think about stuff like that, think about who he is. And don't be afraid. Be a Gideon if you have to ask him so he, so the Holy Spirit can answer. So that helps me a lot, even, I mean, period. It just does. Okay, um, this is funny. I just wanted to say, you know, when God is trying to get a word to someone, um, and I know this is kind of off, it's not off, but I can just remember a guy, I was working, in the middle of working with a patient at a, um, a, a skilled nursing facility, and this guy was, uh, um, his mother was in that facility, and he just kind of pulled me over to the side and said, God is telling me to tell you something. I mean, just out of the blue. And I was in the middle of work, and I'm like, okay, let's, you know, let's step over here. I want to hear what God has to say. And, I mean, so I'm using that as um, being that boldness. And this was a gentleman, and, if, you know, and I was a female. I could have been like, sir, I'm real busy. Because we work on productivity, you know, whatever. But I definitely, I was like, oh, okay, let's hear, you know. And it was a blessing to me. And it's a reassurance to me what was said. So I um, I know it's important. I've done the same thing. This, I, um, God has said for me to say something to a young man one day in court. I was in um, court with someone. I was sitting outside the courtroom. And I saw the gentleman come in and out. And he had his pants hanging down. And I said, and then the Holy Spirit said, tell him to pull his pants up and say, yes, sir, or yes, and yes, ma'am. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to say nothing to this little young boy, you know, whatever. And um, so he came by me, and I didn't say anything. And he left and came, he went back in the courtroom. Then he came back out again. I got a second opportunity. And I was like, okay, this is good. And I ended up telling him. So, you know, and he just said, thank you. You know, it wasn't a response I thought he was going to get. I thought he was going to give me one of those side eye looks like, who is he? But, you know, and it was because we have to take ourselves out of it. Like, um, I'm not sure who was speaking at that time. You know, taking our, taking yourself out of it. And I stopped thinking about you and, you know, think about that other person. If God is saying it, if you're not saying anything to condemn them, you know it's God. Because we're going to uplift them. We're going to help them, you know, in some form or fashion. So that's all I wanted to share. Thank you. That was good. That was good. Again, that takes boldness to do that. These are strangers. You don't know them. The flip side of that is that there may be times when people reject what you say. That's not your business. Don't own that. Some plant, some water, but God gives the increase. If you know it was God, because they have a free will of choice. So don't don't feel like oh man maybe it was a, if they said no it was a mistake it wasn't God Mm-mm. that's why it's important for you to learn and know the voice of God the Bible says that my sheep know my voice a stranger's voice they will not answer Google it Google it 
it's a good it's a good word. You gotta you gotta learn the voice of God so you know. And what happens? There will be fruit to that thing. And it may not be that that fruit is ready or ripe at the time. So just like people accept what we say, sometimes they won't. That's not our business. Not a reason for you to get feel condemned and feel like I'm never saying anything to anybody else. I've had people do it to me. I mean, people that I were that I was interceding for, um, praying for. Um, and I remember the last message that I gave them, um, you know, uh, they said, you know, but what if I don't want to? What if I like what I'm doing? The Holy Spirit said, stop. Don't pray for them anymore and don't share anything else to them. Stop. And I was like, whoa, Lord, please don't turn them over to a reprobated mind. Please don't. But he sure did. They they said, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not ready. Okay. Well, what, you can't argue with that because Jesus, the master builder, is not going to take a sledgehammer and knock their door in. He's not going to kick it in. He's not going to use one of the angels to kick open the door of their heart. They have to be willing. And we don't control that. We don't control people. All we do is give the message. All right. It is 7.56 on Thursday, September 14th, 2023. We've learned about disciples, a little bit more about discipleship. A little, little, some, uh, a couple of techniques that I shared with you, um, and um, you know, reflecting on what you've heard this week. Let's make some things happen, y'all. Let's be the solution that people are looking for in the world. It may not be you saying anything; just may be your presence and people reading your letter. I know we make this. This we have this saying, oh, she read my mail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let it be good mail that they're reading on you. The way you carry yourself, the way you respond. I'm not saying that you have to be perfect, but be conscious of the fact that you are an ambassador. Be conscious of the fact that people are watching you. They want to know. You talk, they heard you talk about Jesus or they see you praying or they know you go to church or whatever. Um, they want to know if this is this for real. <clears throat> I'm going to watch her one more time to see, or a few more days to see if they really real, if they really mean what they talk about. And what we're doing is that we're giving them hope. Yes, God is real. He's real in my life. I love him and he loves me. He's my everything. He's my protector. He's my provider. He's my peace. Y'all running around here worried about this, that, and the other with this job. This job, it's, it's a source, but it ain't, it's a resource. It's not the source. So I'm going to continue to let my light shine. Doesn't matter what people say. Doesn't matter what people do. I'm not here to work. I'm here because I'm on assignment. Yeah, it blessed me to be able to pay some bills and help to take care of my family. But at the end of the day, I'm at that job to be a witness. I'm at that, whether I ever open my mouth and tell people about Jesus or not, the first thing they see is me before they hear me make a sound the first thing they see is me do they see your light if they haven't been don't beat yourself up polish that thing up rub get that dust off let that light shine today i love y'all um tonight is the women's call yes oh real quick this is a
um, I want to say this. I'm a bit under the weather this morning. And so I just got to drink some hot tea right now so I can get ready to get on this food truck later. But I wanted to say this. Um, being a, I was under weather this morning. Still, there's a little bit. But when I heard your message, it gave me the strength. I got up and just was so grateful after listening to your message. Um, started cleaning my kitchen up. I said, listen, I'm not just a lay down on the blessings that God has given me. I know I'm a little tired, but you just did in that, that message just gave me the energy to get up and do something. And I want to say discipleship to me, but what it also means to me is responding to my family when drama and mess and, oh, she said this and all that, responding in a whole different manner now. I'm not going back and forth with people. And so, and also these messages, the declarations, is not just for me, it's for my kids. So what I hear, and I, what I hear, I pass on to my kids. And I teach them how to respond to things, you know, and situations and family, you know, all that stuff that's going on. I say, no, 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 we're not doing this. You know, and I remember, remember, I don't know if you ever heard Pastor Coleman say this. I know I talk all over the place. But Pastor Coleman always says, no, my kids ain't going to act like this because they are Coleman's. Coleman's don't act like that. And so I tell my kids, look, look, we're Willis's. We, we don't respond like that. We're not acting like that. We can't act like that. We know we're not going to do that because someone, they be coming to me, Mom, uh-uh, we all riled up. No, no, mm-mm. we're not responding like that. No. And I had to remind, it is not your fight. It's not your battle. And so I, I'm, all this stuff I'm listening to, I get to share with my kids so that they can respond and they can go out in the world and, 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 and live better and be better and do better and not act like Instagram and, social and, and, and all this stuff that's going on in the world. You don't have to be like that. So I'm grateful right. for the message. But discipleship is responding differently than I used to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to do all that no more. No, we can't. I don't even have the energy at 56 years old. I've been had a heart attack. <laughs> I'm not. I can't do all that, and my mama be calling me and doing. Oh no, I can't do that, mama, no more. I don't even have the energy to do that. And then another thing is, I because I feed people daily, and um, and we get a lot of the good thing. Praise the Lord. We we get a lot of compliments on good customer service. That's part of discipleship to me. Mm. We get some I'm telling we get some nasty people, y'all. Man. Mm-hmm. We get you know, every now and then we want somebody we get somebody that want a refund or it wasn't like this and was you know, hey, I'm not fit to go back and forth with you either. Listen, we you know, I can remake your plate or whatever, but it's it's all part of discipleship. So if you if you ever go to Yelp on us People, the, the number one thing is for delicious dishes is good customer service. Amen. Amen. That's awesome. That is awesome. It's, it's, it's so important because my daughter, like Michonne, she's the first point of contact. First point of contact. So she has, and she'd be like, Mom, ooh, ooh. <laughs> like, I know. I know. I can hear them because I'm cooking in the bag, but I can hear the people. And you have to be patient. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You can't, yep. you know, and even if they, they math, you can't, but, and then even for Kyle, real quick. So Kyle, you know, he has to say, oh, may I have your number so that I can call you when your order's ready? I have heard women say, you, but don't call me after 10. <laughs> what? Oh. I need your number <laughs> so I can say <laughs> your order's ready. Or, you know, and I hear them struggling with them all the time. 
Do you know how hard it is sometimes not to throw out you know me? All right, Rufan. Now, God bless know, you. I Amen. Just... Amen. Amen. But no, God bless you. That's part of the Love your message. Thank you. <laughs> Have a great day. Go be healed in Jesus' name. Don't be coming. Go be healed in Jesus' name. So you can go on and cook. Don't be coughing over the food. Give no fear to nobody to cook. Oh, absolutely. Listen, absolutely. I love y'all. I love, I'm messing with you. I love y'all, but I got to go. I love you uh, too, I was telling y'all about Lisa's call this evening. Make sure you're there. Six o'clock, I believe it is. Uh, and just call back the same number. I pray that you were blessed this morning and something that I said encouraged your heart, gave you some hope because that's what it's all about. I am a hope dealer. My name is Tanya Natanya, and I approve of this message. Goodbye. God bless you Have all. Good stuff. Day, everybody. Thankful Thursday, amen. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm.